Welcome to Fast Company's March 2010 special issue on the world's 50 most innovative companies. Even in these tough times, surprising and extraordinary efforts are underway in businesses around the globe, from politics to technology, energy, and transportation, from marketing to retail, healthcare, and design. Each of the following companies illustrates the power and potential of innovative ideas and creative execution. We begin with the number one innovative company, Facebook. It was quite a year for Mark Zuckerberg and crew, whose site added a whopping 200 million users. Now, as they brush off the crumbs of MySpace and other competitors, it's time to look for their next meal. They're very, very hungry. The photos and updates began arriving on individual profiles, then popped up across interrelated news feeds. The first Facebook staffer wedding had gone off without a hitch. Two beloved engineers, Ruchi Songvi and Aditya Agarwal, had arrived at Facebook as a couple in 2005 and survived the unique pressure of cranking out code for the hottest startup in the world. They were a package deal, says Facebook founder and CEO Mark Zuckerberg. So, over what the company still calls its Christmas break, Zuckerberg and more than a dozen past and present Facebook indispensables, including now-departed co-founders Adam D'Angelo and Dustin Moskovitz, trekked to a beach in Goa, India for a week-long family celebration. Everyone dressed in costumed splendor. Zuckerberg looked fetching in a maroon silk sherwani. Women flashed henna tattoos. The groom arrived on horseback. The elaborate Indian ceremony, a Bollywood spectacle with a big helping of Silicon Valley, presented a rare, vulnerable moment for the Facebook infrastructure. One rogue wave could have taken out much of the site's brain trust. But it also offered a point of reflection for the crew. All of us together in that beautiful place, one attendee recalls, we've come so far, literally. Facebook, which is just turning six, has achieved a level of maturity most wags thought would never come. Somewhere along the road to becoming the platform of choice for 400 million users in every country on Earth, the company grew up. Baby photos now dot the work tables at its Palo Alto headquarters. Chefs provide free gourmet fare in the company cafeteria. And the founder, who once coded the site while dashing between makeshift offices in a beat-up car that didn't need a key, now mingles with his 1,200 employees, recruited and supported by a real HR person in a new 135,000-square-foot office space. We used to stand outside of Stanford looking for engineers to help us, laughs Chris Cox, vice president of product and creator of the original newsfeed feature. Today, Facebook feels the way Google, Intel, and Microsoft likely did at similar stages in their own life cycles. Still agile enough to invent the future, but sufficiently stable to handle some real turbulence. In fact, Zuckerberg has been studying those companies and their histories closely. There are advantages to being both bigger and smaller, he tells me, but the cool thing is we're in our sweet spot now. For Zuckerberg, sweetness translates as pure power, which is now Facebook's to lose. Having all but vanquished MySpace and pushing Twitter ever closer to becoming a mere utility for ego streaming, Facebook lords over the social media landscape with no pretenders in sight. The company more than doubled its user base last year, a scale that's hard to fathom until you hear, as I did sitting in Zuckerberg's conference room the day after the earthquake, that Facebook users were updating their statuses with the word Haiti some 1,500 times a minute. But part of the genius of Facebook is that it has used this seemingly unassailable position to double down on its commitment to improving itself, even in the least visible...